Hi, everyone, and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from Spirit Source, the Divine, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, before we get started with this episode, like always, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Now, kick off your shoes Take some deep breaths into your heart space and step into this beautiful sacred container and have an intimate, connected conversation with my guest and I, Michelle Hoffman, on up-leveling your relationships. Now, Michelle is a keynote speaker, life and relationship coach, an international best-selling author who helps men and women go from lonely to love by empowering them to cultivate healthy and loving relationships, which I love. And I'm so excited to dig into this topic. She believes that life is better with good love in it. And Michelle guides you to identify relationship ready partners, attract, keep and enjoy the right relationships in your life without repeating previous relationship mistakes. Now I love all of that. And I love this topic. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Leanne. Thank you so much for inviting me to share this space with you and so that our voices can be heard with all of the respect that you've presented. How lovely to be here. Yeah, thank you. And it's so amazing to be able to dig into a topic about relationships because, like you say, life is all about relationships and how we connect with others. And we can either do that in healthy or unhealthy ways. And so tell me a little bit about your journey and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing. When I was a little girl, every year on my birthday, our tradition, and it might be the same in, as you were growing up, it might be a little different, but at some point we take a moment, at least annually, and we... In, in our household, we would have a cake with candles and we'd light the candles, sing happy birthday, which evidently is the most popular song in the world. And we would take a moment and close our eyes and make the biggest wish we could possibly imagine. Even as a little kid, what would be the biggest wish you could possibly imagine? And so I'm kind of curious, what might your wish have been when you were little? Oh, I, I haven't even thought about that for a long time. <laughs> um, probably just a happy, um, joyful life, to be honest. Yeah. So you and I are very much in alignment there. Most of what I hear is I wished for a bike. I wished for a pony. I wished for all the chocolate in the world. <laughs> yeah. I wished for healthy relationships. Now I come from a reasonably healthy relationship based family. So I've had a lot of good role models in that. 
it's so interesting because I had this vision that I was moving toward and it included for me, a partner was going to be a husband who I could trust and share adventures with, share challenges with, and together we would face all of our, you know, joyful one precious life experience together. So in my mind, I had this idea that I wasn't going to grow up and marry this man, and we were going to invite children into the world and all of those things. So here then, what I experienced growing up is people coming to me always asking for relationship advice. Even when I was little, my friend's parents would be asking, and I'm like, well, I don't really know why you're asking me, but here are my thoughts. Here's what I see. So throughout my life, I've been seeing this. Well, it took a longer than a little bit longer than I thought it would, but I met this man. Mm. And I'm telling you, he knew it within an hour of our meeting. She's the one for me. And it took me a little bit longer. Um, we met, my cousin and I had gone on a cruise and we were seated at the wrong dinner table at the wrong dinner seating. And he, his best friend and my cousin were very happy together. <laughs> and uh, so at that dinner table, evidently he had a checklist of who he was looking for and um, I ticked all the boxes. So, you know, sometimes we have these external checklists. Once I understood his checklist, many of the things on his checklist also included core values, can uh, have long-term relationships, knows what it is to make a commitment and stick with it. Yes. So whatever we were talking about at dinner, Evidently, I conveyed all of those things. Yeah, wow. That evening on the dance floor is when I realized he's the one for me because we were dancing and he was brazen enough to kiss me. Yeah. Like we had just met. <laughs> and I did what every man dreams of when he kisses a woman. I laughed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> God love it. <laughs> oh, of course, this is not what every man dreams of when he kisses a woman. Uh, but he was brave enough to say, well, what's so funny? And I kind of just went, um, I, my whole world was going down the tracks this way. And now my whole world is going down a path toward you. And that's what every man dreams of when he kisses a woman. Yeah. So I mean, from that point on, we connected and I got my dream come true little by little and through communication, trust and respect, yeah. which are the three ways to up level a, a relationship. We became closer. We relied on one another and we were sharing life adventures. We got engaged. I got to have a fiance. <laughs> and we got, I know I really wanted that. I don't know why it sounded so fancy. Um, and we got married and, you know, we took time to be together. So from individuals to part to partners, and then we invited children into the world and we became co-parents and literally, I mean, it wasn't a fantastic, like sparkly Facebook life, but it was amazing. And it was, we built a life together. We built a home together. We built a family together and it was perfect for us until he died. Oh. And I thought, oh my God, 
it was this loss was so painful. I wondered if I could ever love again. And mm -hmm. I was wondering how can I even live again? It, we were so, it was everything I had always hoped and dreamed and wished for. And now it's gone. Mm -hmm. So what I realized was that I still have my one precious life. If the roles were reversed, I wouldn't want him to stop living. Mm -hmm. And we have these two incredible children. So I needed to get up from you know, this fetal position of crying and soaking my pillow every single day and rolling over, lather, rinse, repeat on the other side and figure it out mm. because I'm the only one who could do it and there was no guide. So I start to figure it out and then I figure it out for my kids. And then a friend of mine who I used to go running with in high school goes out for a run, has a heart attack and dies. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And then, of course, I realized, ooh, I do know what to do. I can't do nothing. So I went to his widow and said, this is never going to be okay. I'm going to hold your hand and walk this journey with you. So we pulled her and her kids' lives together in the seven major aspects to have confidence in every aspect of her life, just like I did with my kids. I did it then for her and her kids. And then I'm like, okay, landscape scorched. I now am head of household, I'm sole parent, and I'm, you guessed it, single. Oof. I never saw it coming. So I was like, I need to go get two jobs. And I started looking and my community and my people were like, no, no, you need to go help these people and you need to help them. And I'm like, I need, I need to get an income. They mm. said, this is your job. Mm. I'm like, this is a job. I didn't see it coming either. And they're like, this is, you're so amazing at this and you're helping people in such a unique and specific way. So that's when I wrote the guide I did not have, which is life worth living. And so this book is all about personal relationships and how to pull your life together after a major transition in life, whether it's becoming a widow or a widower, if you're relieved widow or a bereaved widow, there's, you know, yeah, <laughs> more than one way. Um, if you're on the heels of a heartbreak, if you're just through a divorce, or if you've never had that experience and you haven't been able to make a relationship click. So that's, I wrote Life Worth Living from all the personal relationshiping. Um, and then all my employees throughout the years who's whose um, careers I've helped up level, they were like, when are you gonna write the book we want you to write? That one was so good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, during the pandemic, what else do we do? I was creating content. So the new management blueprint is all about professional relationshiping. Mm -hmm. And as people continue to come to me, what they want more than anything else, which I thought was really just one little module, <laughs> was all about relationships, relationships with your inner voice, relationships with your physical self, relationships with money, with your family, with your kids, with your career, with those who have come before you and those who are going to be coming up in the future. It's all about relationships. Yeah. And when they don't have 
that person they want to share life with, they people come to me and I help them attract, keep, and enjoy the right love in their life. Mm. So sometimes I need to start in personal relationships. Sometimes we start in professional relationships, but we're always getting to how to find all of the right relationships in your life. Yeah, that's how I got here. I love all of that. There's there's so <laughs> much in there to unpack and to to talk through. And um, you know, there's there's some similarities in our journey around how we met our partners, coincidentally, accidentally, on purpose. Right? Yeah. The universe yeah. works in mysterious ways. Um, for me, I don't. I sold my property in Australia, packed everything up and moved overseas. And within a month, uh, I met my partner. So, um, you know, so things you always work the way they adventure, This big, you had embarked on a big journey and you were open to new things. I actually so went for me. That. I went on a self-love oh, yeah. journey. And nice. because I had stepped out of a previous relationship, which was, you know, and, and this is what I want to kind of get into a little bit with you, yeah. is that unhealthy, toxic, not mm. ready relationship, yeah? Right. Who yeah. would go from, I'm ready, I'm not ready, I'm not sure, I'm sure. And it was that back and forward flipping and it was so incredibly confusing as right. someone who was ready. Right. And yet I was settling and I was accepting something less than mm. what ah. I wanted, right? Oh, right. And so, it, you know, beautiful learnings, beautiful experiences, uh, beautiful soul. And he taught me so much about me oh, yeah. and so Good. much about what I wanted in relationship. And I, actually now I talk about it as not what I wanted. It's actually what I require in a relationship. Very good. Minimum job requirements, I call it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times I work with professional people who, who are very successful professionally, but they haven't figured it out personally. Yeah. So sometimes I'll, for these people, meet them where they're at, I'll speak in, you know, corporate terms. Like you're going to develop a resume that will be similar to getting the right job. And in your personal life, we're going to build a clear understanding of who you are on a personal basis. And we're going to call it a profile. We can put it online if you want, but understanding who you truly are and what I'm referring to as your minimum job requirements, <laughs> then you know who you are. And some, if you put out accurately who you are, the right person will come to you. You'll attract the right person who adores you for you. Yeah. And that's what we want. Yeah. And, and to settle for less, you could have spent your whole life settling every single day while he says, come on, come on. No, 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 no. Exactly come on, right. come on. No, 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 no. And that to me feels a little bit like attachment styles. I imagine yeah. that would be something he experienced when he was little and how throughout his life, how people showed up for him and how he was not really resilient enough to feel safe enough yeah. that it was going to be okay to be alone and then come and that person will come back and care for him. Absolutely. You were consistent. So he probably felt safe enough to keep going back and forth with you. Yeah. But that's a lot of work. And, and it is a lot of work, right? <laughs> and 
Um, and when you're conscious and present and aware of doing the, the work on yourself, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what I want to pick up on a little bit, is talking about, you know, we repeat patterns in relationship until we work out within ourselves mm-hmm. what we require and what our minimum standard is. And I think a lot of people who, who are listening and if this is where you're at, if you don't know what you need and what your minimum requirements are, how can you voice that? How can you communicate that? How can you require that in, in a romantic, and I'm talking romantic relationships in this sense, how can you right. voice that? So you have to start with you. Otherwise, you're going to keep repeating the same relationship mistakes and you're not going to be relationship ready. And I love how you use that term. <laughs> so, and the thing about being relationship ready, we all think we're relationship ready, but then when you're ready to dive in, and it's all about all relationships, we'll talk about intimate relationships. When you're going to dive into the dating pool, it is vital to know that you can swim or at least have those, you know, those floaties that we put on the little kids, you know, so you could just bob around at least and see what's going on in the dating pool safely, because we need to know, are you looking for someone to save you so that you, someone else who's very relationship ready will come and save you? Because you need to know that you're relationship ready. And if you are, you can then identify other people who are relationship ready rather than somebody who might drag you down with them. And that is super key to know where you at. This was going back to the confidence index that I go through with my clients that I was referring to earlier. It's like in these big aspects of your life, what percent confidence are you secure? You got this going on. And oftentimes when people think they're relationship ready, there are blind spots. And the signal that you've got something going on that you're not aware about, you would labeled. You're either going to accept a relationship that because some part of it is so good, you're just going to accept it. You might feel overwhelmed. You might feel burnt out. You know, you and it's these things will have a physical response at some point. They will drag you down. Are you finding yourself running into the similar challenges with people that you haven't figured out the skills or the tools to trust yourself in intimate relationships and navigate obstacles when they come up? And knowing that you're in a partnership where there is no obstacle or whatever you do is going to be fine because there's that level of trust. Yeah is really an incredible way to go through life. And it's so, it's too rare. So I'm on a mission to help people be relationship ready enough, attract the right relationship and know that you have a partner who will go through life's journey with you. And it's the two of you sharing life's joys and challenges and whatever it is, but knowing that someone's got your back all the time. Bingo. Yeah. Change how you, you know, take on this journey completely, completely. So good. It's so good. So you went out, you did the, we did a teamwork sustainability compassion tour. That was our eat, pray, love tour that you went mm-hmm. on the self-love tour. Um, I took the kids. I'm like, we are going on a 
on an adventure. Yeah. Uh, and those were the things that we wanted to work on at that point. Yeah. But with that, there's, there's, I think what you, one of the things you were alluding to that you're, you don't, may not know to ask in relationships, there's always a cycle. Yeah. And the relationship goes from chemistry to casual to committed every single relationship. Let's just say you meet someone this and you like connect eyes, you lock on and you're like, "Mm, I need to know more about this. And this, then the law of attraction will come into place. Even if it's on a, you know, a scientific level, Mm. molecules are attracted to one another. So this could happen on a grander scale. And the law of attraction might bring you closer together. And it literally changes your chemistry, your makeup. The serotonin is going crazy. Your oxytocin, the cuddle drug is all excited. The, you know, it's your endorphins are up. Literally, when you have this new adrenaline pumping experience with someone of just connecting Mm. and it could be in a small way and it could be in a big way you get this euphoria like you've been eating a bunch of chocolate and everything is right it's like I need to know more it's just wow what a high to be able to connect like that and then if this is going well you could move into the casual stage of a relationship and in the casual phase What happens is we as mammals, oh, we adore a routine that we love. So we look forward to anticipating something we enjoy. And once you know that this person is a good kisser, you're going to be like, I get to go on another date with this person. There's going to be good kissing involved. And I'll give you an example that's more, well, it shouldn't be more common, but we like to watch the same film or the same same genre of movie over and over, read the same books because we love that adventure. We like to know what's happening in the plot and everyone's going to live happily ever after. But we like that to know. We like to be able to anticipate that. We like to go to our favorite restaurant because we know we're comfortable in the ambiance. The service is what we expect it to be. We might choose our favorite item from the menu because we know it's gonna be an experience we enjoy. So this is the casual phase of a relationship. There are two other things that happen in this phase. Either you get a bunch of green lights and you're like, (laughs) this is good, I'm going for more. And we get into a committed stage and the commitment level could be let's see each other again, or it could be, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever iteration of that. It could be, let's move in together. It could be, let's get married and we can be fiance. Um, So whatever it is. And then that pushes you right back into the chemistry phase because you've literally taken taken on a new role. You have a new identity. Oh, I'm seeing someone now. Oh, I'm with someone now. Oh, we are connected and we represent as individuals and something bigger as a partnership now. The other thing that can happen in the casual phase is those green lights become yellow flags or red flags. Yeah. And these really are when things are out of alignment. 
So it could be there's nothing wrong with that person. There's nothing wrong with you. However, together, this is not a match that it is intended to go through time. So enjoy and appreciate the beginning, the middle and the end of that relationship. Free them up to go do and find the right match for them, freeing yourself up to find the right match for you. And more often than not, people tend to seek um, external demographics or activities and communities that we have in common. Those are great. And what I'm going to invite you to do is go deeper and find core values that are in alignment. They don't have to be exactly the same, but they do need to be complementary to make an enduring love that lasts. And if those aren't in place, then what happens is we're seeking approval from someone outside of our core value system. And no matter how hard you try, it's never going to work. So that is then a big enough red flag to say cut and run and, you know, open yourself up to find the right match. And then we up-level those relationships that are working. How do you become closer? How do you know when and how to, um, you know, take the plunge? Is it time to move from chemistry to casual to committed? Sometimes we're at different points in that cycle. And one will be like, come on, I'm ready. And somebody's like, can we just stay in the chemistry phase a little longer? Because that is fun. And I don't want to have to deal with the everyday stuff. So you find these people all the time. But I was saying the way to do that is through communication, repeated communication that is clear and two-way, bringing up conversations that may be difficult or hard Mm. early on actually set the tone for the rest of the relationship because there are things that are a little stinky or a little slippery (laughs) that when you can get through that stuff it makes everything else easier and no topic is taboo so when you have those kinds of communications invited into the relationship without anybody freaking out um, that builds trust and that trust then builds respect and that's how you up-level the relationship. Yeah. I love all of that. And, and you know, it's, it's you know, you're reminding me of, of cycles that I've been through in, in my relationship, my, my current relationship, um, at, which has been up-leveled um, many times in different ways. Yeah. And, you know, going from that moment of, I was in a space where I was connecting with me. I went on my eat, pray, love journey. Yeah. And it was about finding me again because I felt like everybody else's needs, wants and desires were coming before my mm-hmm. own. And that was one of my patterns. And I went, nope, that's it. Could- I, I've not traveled. I've not done that. Um, go live overseas, do, do that thing. So packed up, off I went. You know, don't do things by halves. Go to a country that requires a different language. Yeah, go for it. If you're going to go for it. When you're busy taking care of everyone and everything and you're like, who's taking care of me? I'm just going to separate all of that and then you're forced to take care of you. Exactly right. And so I landed in, in, I was in South America, Colombia, and had a little bit of Spanish, not too much, apparently. I thought I had enough to get by. <laughs> it was fun. It was an adventure, right? Yeah. Um, you know, landed in a, a hostel where 
my partner happened to be working on reception ah. and ah. he wasn't meant to be there. Um, he had a, previous, a, a, a different job that he'd stepped out of and this was kind of a stopgap um, in amongst it. So connected with him. He started teaching me Spanish and we were doing language exchange. And, you know, one Sunday he said to me, do you want to come out for beers after I finish work? And I went, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't looking for a relationship. You I, wait, wait, pause game. Yes, yeah. you were. You were looking for, for the relationship, relationship with me. Yourself. Yeah. So you had the relationship to in you know disengage from taking care of everyone and being such a giver like you are some there are different types of givers and the why are you a giver we don't ask ourselves because it's the right thing to do but oftentimes being a giver we're teaching people to take from us and then we're like wait why would you do that i'm so generous so being able to disengage from that was a really, really significant yes. Yes. gift to give to yourself. Absolutely. And then you went on this big chemistry phase of this exciting adventure, adrenaline pumping. You were traveling, you were changing environments. You were, you were like, and how am I going to communicate? So you were, you found someone to connect with. And not only were you communicating communication, trust and respect, he said, I will help you understand and learn how to communicate. Yeah, golden. Oh, and, and you know, um, I love that you talk about communication being a really key part of, and, and one of my core values is communication, respect, honesty, integrity is huge for me. And so, yeah. I got and, it in and my head. My previous partner could not open up, could not communicate. <clears throat> and it frustrated the hell out of me because the, oh, yeah. the difference in values were there and that mismatch and that misalignment was there. And so your communication is key and yeah. you're not always going to get it right. And we had some massive fails with different <laughs> languages, different contexts. <laughs> different the fun adventure of it all, you know. And he's like, what is this woman, you know, what is, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> so you've also got different cultural backgrounds in amongst right. it. And right. so the two of us have, and one of my previous patterns was not having someone that had my back mm. and betrayal. And so it was ama an amazing, and it still is, an amazing journey. And one of the intentions I set was I wanted someone who chose me. Yes. And so I worked on choosing me every day. And I think yes. that's what I want everyone to, <laughs> to understand is that you can, you know, and as a psychic and a medium, I get people asking about, and I had one yesterday, um, should I stay or should I go? Well, it's, right. not, it's not about that. It's about what is it within you that's expecting this other person to meet your happiness and your desires in life? That's attachment, right. that's fear, that's I need to hold on to them because there's something missing within me. Right. I call that outsourcing your happiness. Yeah. And it's, I've done a whole workshop. I mean, I've got all kinds of workshops on outsourcing happiness because who is responsible for your happiness? It's me. like your 
a balloon and the wind is blowing you toward a happy place, then you're thrilled. And if the wind is blowing you toward a place where you're not happy, is it the mm. wind's fault? Yeah. And so when we're always pushing responsibility and not being taking being accountable yeah. for our own journey, yeah. and it's you get to you know, it's like how long will you wait? to pick up the pen and write your life story and write your love story in it. Yeah. How long will you wait? Yeah. I've learned that most everyone I've met is mortal. Yeah. I don't know. They haven't admitted if they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I, th- what I think it's really important for everyone to know is that a relationship is, is a, a sacred container, a sacred space where we bring ourselves, we bring all of us, our healthy, healthy strengths. We bring our unhealthy toxic weaknesses to that space as well. And mm-hmm. if we're conscious and we're present of what we're bringing to that space, and if our partner is conscious and present of what they're bringing to the space, we can communicate and connect in a beautiful, loving way and support each other because the relationship is an energy and entity in and of itself with two individuals that come within it I love that description of it so beautiful it's like uh, color mixing yeah and we have to take responsibility for what we bring into the container and you know a couple of months ago I had to kind of take a step back and go you know what? I showed up today for an argument. Oh, I, I can showed tell up you for on an argument. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had to then go, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for that and come in and apologize and go, look, I'm really sorry. I came in looking for an argument. Yeah. And one I of think, the things uh, my previous partner did, he would never argue, no matter what. Right. Yeah. And so I found, I recognized that pattern within me because I would push and push and push with my previous partner to get something anything right and so you you touched upon a couple of things a couple of my sayings um what I help people do is stretch your strengths and strengthen your weaknesses for proper balance And if you don't have the strength, I help my clients build an advisory board, much like a business has a board of directors, you can have an advisory board as well. So you find the right people to fill the gaps. And again, it strengthens your whole level of confidence because you know that even if you don't know, you know, accounting or how to fix the car or how to emotionally support yourself during that day, or, you know, you've got an accountability partner or someone who will leverage their position for your success. Whoever you need is on your advisory board because one person cannot be your everything. So you build this advisory board, then you you know you have someone in place for that kind of strength and stability and confidence and competence through everything. And so to stretch your strengths and strengthen your weaknesses and how to build an advisory board, even if you've got weaknesses, it's totally key. And then you'd brought something else, but that's, you know, we'll keep going with that because (laughs) it's so good. So good. Yeah. So I'm mindful of time and we Mm -hmm. could talk forever about this. I just love it. (laughs) 
Um, and I definitely want to have you on for another episode if you're open I'd to be that. Delighted. Yeah, um, I'd be delighted. Can you share with people where they can connect with you if they'd like to learn more about the work you do? Yes, of course. If you are ready to write your life story with your love story in it, in all relationships, go to theartofrelationshipping.com. And here in this website, theartofrelationshipping.com, you can find information about professional relationships, about personal relationships. There's a very deep well of free resources or how to connect to my books, and uh, including the, the secrets of happiness and how to get there because we brought that up. So you don't have to outsource your happiness anymore. And um, to anyone listening to your podcast, I'm happy to gift you some of my time and you can schedule time with me right there. We can figure out your relationship challenges and how to turn them into your relationship dreams come true at theartofrelationshipping.com. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely place to share. Yeah. And, you know, relationships are one of the things that that are my strength as well and that I love connecting with people about and talking about. So I knew we were going to have some fun with this episode. <laughs> um, so for those of you who want to connect further with me, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. If you have received some insights or some knowledge or some tips from this episode, pop them in the comments below and hit the thumbs up and subscribe and share the podcast with those that you love as well. Share it with you you love. Exactly. And wherever you are in the world, do it with love. Mm. Bring you to that space. Share all of you. Connect with you learn what it is that you require in a relationship and be willing to speak up and ask for it because you're worthy. Thank you, everyone. Until next time, thank you for joining me on Barefoot with Spirit podcast show and I look forward to seeing you next time. Mm-hmm.